0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 12. Here's Pastor Ryan.
1: We all get distressed. We all have. Uh, moments of, 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 of periods of depression. It isn't, we don't wake up out of bed every day feeling like a million bucks. You know, our feelings are common to all people. The devil likes to, and your flesh likes to say, oh, no, 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 it's just you. They don't understand you're a separate case. No, 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 Bible says it's common to all of us. But Jesus, that's why Jesus is there. That we can come to him in prayer and say, Lord, I I just feel terrible this morning. Lord, help me. Strengthen me. And he'll speak to your heart, you know. You might remember Paul's words. In my weakness, his strength is perfected. In my weakness, he is made strong. You know. It's like, not much sleep last night. But in the Bible, Paul talks about sleepless nights. Man, that's encouraging. Think about all the encouragement God has for you and I. So yeah, we're weak, but that doesn't mean that we don't follow God. We follow Him no matter what is happening. And when we draw close to Him in prayer, He changes our outlook. You know, I can go from like, I feel like nothing good's going to happen in my life. I can be totally depressed. I can, you know, be totally worried. But when I just go, and that that's my body telling me, that's my mind telling me, that's my spirit telling me, you need time with the Lord. And I go sit with them, and Psalm 1611, this is what happens. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. You know, he shows me the pathways of life, right? In his presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. But people go through trials and they think that, that, that the, the, their, their, their fullness, that their health will be away from God, away from God's people, away from being consistent. That's a lie from the pit of hell. No. You can search all you want for that fullness of joy, that pathway of life. Pleasures forevermore. You'll never find it. We know where to find it. It's in Jesus. Jesus said, are you going to leave me too? He said to his disciples. And Peter replied, where else can we go? You have the very words of life. Like, who am I going to go to? Who else can I run to for fullness of joy and passion? Who else can I do? Nowhere. There's nowhere to go. It's only in God. You will show me the path of life. And that's what he does. And that's why we rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing to the needs of the saints, given to hospitality. So all of us have been given you know, blessings from the Lord, some more than others when it comes to possessions, right? We all don't have the same amount of money in our bank account, right? So God is, whatever you have, God, God has given us something. And here the church is encouraged to be hospitable. Use those things to bless somebody. If you have a couple bucks to spare, think about who you might invite to lunch after church. Maybe someone who's new at church. Maybe, you know, just pray about blessing somebody with some of the resources that God has given you. If you have a home, did God give you that home? Yeah, well, when was the last time you had somebody over? Especially if you cook well, get somebody over there. Bless them. Be hospitable. Have somebody over. Oh, you know, we can make all the excuses. We can make all the excuses, but... The reality is, God has given us places of livelihood so that we can bless other people without a doubt. Anyways, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. That's a heavy one. Persecution is real when we follow the Lord, it's real. Jesus in praying for the disciples before he went to the cross. This is what he, he said to the father in John 17, 14. He said, I have given them, that's his disciples. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. That is, that is, that is the Lord's comment towards the whole church if you believe in Jesus Christ, this world will hate you because it hates Him. Many people say they 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 like Jesus or they love Jesus. Many wear crosses, the whole nine yards. But the reality, when they get when they, when you come down to what Jesus says, what He requires, what God requires of man, that is when they turn from Him. And that is when they hate him. Remember, he told his brothers that the world does not hate you or cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify of it that its deeds are evil. So as Christians, what you and I represent is God's opinion on all of these social issues in our country is what counts. God's opinion. God is right. Not man, God. Not man, God is right. What does God say about abortion? I like what Jack Hibbs said the other day. He said, I'm going to stop calling it pro-choice. You're either pro-life or pro-death. Because they desensitize society by calling it a choice. No, you're either pro-life or pro-death. Oh, you know, you got to admire that. Do you know how many preachers on TV would never say what I just said? We never say what Jack just said because they care more about their pockets. They care more about filling seats in their churches, the poor people. We are living in the last days. Jesus said, "His very early messages in the gospel. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. How many preachers won't say repent? You have to change nowadays. And so because we, we speak to the world, the truth of God's word, they're going to hate us. Look at, look at what they say today. Look what they say today. When you say to people that God made marriage between a man and a woman, what will they say to you? How will they treat you or mistreat you? During Jesus' time, as he preached to his own people, the Jews, they were so afraid of being kicked out of the synagogues. In the Middle East today, if you come from a Muslim family and you become a Christian, you know, you're going to be ostracized or cut off, or in, in other times you can be killed. In other places, honor killings. You know, to follow Christ is to is to understand that persecution comes with it. Jesus said in Matthew, um, in Matthew five, concerning those who persecute, those who, who would hurt you. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even tax collectors do so? Therefore you shall be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And so bless those who persecute you. Do, bless and do not curse. God is saying, look, don't curse them, right? Don't persecute them back when they persecute you. Bless. But why? Our Lord's example at the cross is, the, is just a beautiful thing. They're nailing him to that cross and he says, Father, forgive them for what? For they know not what they do. People will persecute us because we're Christians and we stand for his morals, his word. But we got to understand that they, they're blind and the And the God of this world has blinded them. The devil has blinded them. So it's nothing personal. We should be mature enough to understand they just don't know. In fact, Jesus said, rejoice when they persecute you for righteousness sake. Like be exceedingly glad when that happens because great is your reward in heaven. Because as we read, good is still going to come about whatever happens to you or me. Good is going to win. They cannot take away from you quicker than God is giving you on the other end. God is, in other words, God is blessing our lives so much. Do you really think they can take enough away from us to catch up to what God is giving us? No, never. It's like, take it. Do you want my coat? Take it. There was a monk whose student said to him, you know, uh, you know, teacher, my, uh, you know, someone, uh, the scoundrel stole my shoes and the monk said to him, well, run after him so that you can give him your socks too. <laughs> you know, I get that when it comes to some things and I, and, I, and I don't get that for other things. Some people think that Christianity is like just being passive when it comes to evil and that's not true at all. If someone messes with my wife, I'm going to knock them out. If someone here gets physical with you, we're gonna we're gonna stop that. We're gonna get them. We'll defend ourselves. There's nothing wrong with that. It's the, you know that you know someone you know slaps you on one cheek. The Lord says to turn the other cheek, right? So we're not like, you know, gonna take it to another level. You know, (laughs) someone slaps you, and you know it, it is our it is our calling to try to minimize. Problems like that, as much as depends on you, which which Paul will talk about here. But you know, God doesn't want us to pounce on people when the threat is over. Does that make sense? Yeah. But remember, He told the disciples to sell what they have and buy a couple, buy a sword in Luke. So don't think that Christianity is is passive. Nah, we have security. <laughs> for reasons but only through god's spirit can we can we do this right can we love those curse and not and you know bless and not curse only through god's spirit can we do these things rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep be of uh, of the same mind toward one another God wants us to be empathetic, sympathetic, compassionate to one another. Like real love, not fake love, not, oh, you're hurt, I'm sorry. But you're not really sorry. You're just saying that because we, we've all been trained to be, be nice and have manners. Right? We've all done it, right? But, well, God, you know, help me, Lord, get to a place where your love is so, so flowing in my heart by your spirit that when a brother or sister comes up to me or you and says, man, I'm going through this, that we really have compassion for them. Real, that's good. That the church gets stronger because it's real love. Like we said, rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those uh, who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. You know, knowledge puffs up, guys. Knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. I mean, the wisdom behind that. Think about what God. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. You know, there's more than a few people, and once they've uh, and I'm all I'm pro education, but there there are those when they get that degree. Head gets big, don't it? You know, sometimes people send me something where they want me to hear a, a pastor, or so, a minister, a preacher, some, some a message or something, and you know they have they have letters behind their name, and it makes me leery. It doesn't make me oh doctor so and so. In that case, I'm running to read it. No, I'm I'm almost like, you know. Just whatever. We need to be humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And, and there's the wonderful truth from the Lord, as much as depends on you. You know, you're not to fight evil with evil. If if there's a problem that you have with other people or they have a problem with you, it's like, don't let the problem be on your end. You know what I mean? Like, don't be the one fighting or or seeking vengeance or seeking, you know, just trust in the Lord to deal with it. We weren't meant to carry those kinds of burdens. It creates bitterness in our heart. It robs us of our joy and our hope and all of those things. But it comes with the trust of the Lord. You know, I I was been a senior pastor for fourteen years, and then I think five, four or five, five years before that, I was an assistant pastor. I was like nineteen years of ministry. Like people have have, have have said terrible things about me and my wife. People in 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 the length of of doing being a pastor, that happens. They hated the Lord; they'll hate me. Paul said from brothers from within and and people from without, from within the church and from without. Vernon McGee says, I don't judge a Christian by how many friends they have, but how many enemies they have. (laughs) That's old school. You know, but it's true. It's like, you know, but I've gotten to watch God deal with those issues. And I came from a place, trust me, I came from a place where very much I was impulsive to if somebody had a problem. I'd go, we'd go handle it. I came from violence to then, oh, that's not an option anymore. The option you have is to pray. <laughs> oh, and to work that out. Be patient in tribulation. Watch God defend you. And I have seen him time and again. You know what I mean? It's like, we have the FBI. We have the CIA. They're supposed to like clean things up, and CIA is supposed to go amongst the. The Lord, man, He's got means to bring forth your righteousness as the noonday, to bring you up out of that with flying colors, and those that hated on you, persecuted you, He deals with them, and and as you grow in the Lord. You realize you don't have to trip because he'll deal with them. I was Darlene's here, you know, and I, I remember we had, there was a lady we had to put a restraining order. She said park in front of our pad. She was a fifty-one fifty. You know what I mean? Leaving me letters about aliens and coming and you know just crazy stuff. She was crazy, but what do you do? Your family's in the house and a crazy lady is across the street, parked in her car, the fishing hat on. Ah, so we've seen some things, but God is always taking care of us. Like Pastor Chuck Smith, say, he would say, he goes, oh, in the ministry, a thousand people have stabbed me in the back, have hurt me. He goes, but I would rather keep loving and I would rather keep trusting people than to not love and trust people. I still love and trust people. And I can get backstabbed. I can, whatever happens, it doesn't matter to me because I know who has my back. And he who keeps Israel never slumbers and he never sleeps. And it all always works out. And that's why he says here, repay no evil for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of the Lord. If it is possible, as much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. Sometimes, guys, you can't live peaceably with somebody. Is that okay for you to like not be like-minded with other brothers and sisters and not have to be best friends? Is that okay? That's okay. right? We're to love, but that doesn't mean that we have to carry on a relationship. Does that make sense? As much as, you know, that's what it's saying here. There's a a freedom to just live your life in peace. He didn't call you to bondage. Do not avenge yourself, beloved, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink, for in so doing you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so if you have an opportunity, your enemy comes knocking at your door, I'm thirsty. You're not to slam the door in his face and say, good, I hope you die of thirst. (laughs) You're to remember the word of the Lord and take care of him. Take care of him. You may win him over with your kindness. But nonetheless, the Lord is saying here, vengeance is mine. I've heard some interesting commentaries One said, hey, you know, in Egypt, in the culture, ancient Egypt culture, if someone was repentive, they would walk around with a pot of coals on their head and the whole town would say, oh, they're, 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 they're making things right. They're repentive. I've heard another comment, another pastor, a pastor say, well, in old ancient Middle Eastern culture, when you had a guest at your house and they were leaving, you would take some of the coals from your fireplace, they would put a pot, the, you put it in a pot, put it on their heads, walk it to their home so that they can then put it into their fireplace and warm it up rather than have to wait to warm up their own coals. So that's nice. But right here he said, vengeance is mine. And it's talking about God taking care, rebuking those. Checking those who hurt you. So you can trust the Lord to deal with all of that. And he does it in ways that we knoweth not. You know what I mean? There's a part in the, in the Psalms somewhere where it's like, you know, you, you're, you'll look for your enemy's house and not find it. You know that verse? You know, it's, it's, like a, it's in the Psalms. Like he's got ways of making people disappear for you who mess with you. Not that we wish that on people, but it is an aspect of who our God is. Your blood is precious in His sight. Your feelings matter to God. They do. We are His sons and daughters. We are His bride. He'll take care of us, so there's no need for us to get crazy with people anymore. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your love your grace and your mercy we thank you for your word how it instructs how it guides how it challenges us lord and we're just so grateful that you've given it to us lord father we pray that it would bear deep roots in our heart and that the enemy would not snatch it from anybody's heart but that we would change and apply it to our lives, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're a good, good Father who takes care of us. And as you said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That is where we want to leave it, Lord. If anyone has hurt us in the past, Lord, we don't want to be bitter towards them. We don't want to condemn anybody. We just give them up to your hands. You made them, not us. If we cannot cause ourselves to grow an inch or to make one of our hairs white, why should we worry about that? We give it to you and trust and hope in your goodness for our lives. But I pray for everyone here, if there's any bitterness, any pains, family, friends, or people that have hurt us, that, Lord, you would take it away from us lay it at your feet this morning. Free us, Lord, of any bitterness. And fill us with your Holy Spirit.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California.